took off. It landed again. I got delayed. I got canceled. I got on standby. But I am back for the pen ultimate week of the season. Zach Dean, Chris Boyle, week number 10. I My thought you got week. lost in like the Bermuda Triangle. I thought I did too, and I do not like flying, so I really enjoyed myself being delayed and canceled because of wind for two straight days. But alas, I am back. I won't miss another Friday night this season. Hopefully there is a bunch of them left. Only two weeks in the regular season, but uh, depending on how many more we have, we'll go a long way this weekend with a bunch of teams with playoff implications. Uh, Flag where Palm Coast into land. This is a game I think we have been circling all year. Yep. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Georgia or Georgia. It's kind of like LSU Alabama. You kind of want these teams to keep winning and winning and winning. So when we get to this game, it's going to be worth it. Uh, both teams have pretty much for the most most part held up their end of the uh, the deal, and now we're going to get to decide it on the field. Is that game's in uh, Spec Martin on Friday? Right? right. Yeah. And I think the the big thing from this game is it's essentially to me. You look at the way the playoffs, uh, the regions shaking out. That's really a play-in game. Yeah. I mean, realistically, playoffs start this week. That's what both, they always say. Both of these teams are going to have a good shot no matter what happens. I, I would say. Deland probably needs this game slightly more than Flagler Palm right. Coast, but whoever wins it, I think you can go ahead and pencil them in uh, as a playoff team. Last year, this game was a 10-3 final in favor of Deland on the road. Um, so it's, I kind of expect a similar game. I think it's going to be very defensively tight. I think you know for Deland protecting the ball, particularly in the passing game, is going to be huge. Um, Flagler really hadn't taken it away all that much as far as a, uh, a, the secondary is concerned, right. but you don't want to give them opportunities, certainly. Um, and I think for, for Flagler, the health is a big question. You, they, they were without three offensive starters. Uh, they're still, you know, they haven't had Donovan Montoyo in over a month. They haven't had right tackle Tyler Dunn, and they lost Ty Jenkins on the first drive of that Seminole game. Mm. So certainly they're they're limping into this game a little bit, but they've got a lot of depth. They've got good players, especially uh, the, at the quarterback position with Preston Roberts filling in very well. Only one loss as a starter, and last week he threw a, a few touchdowns as well, including a pair to Jonathan Richard. I was at this game last year, and uh, it was a defensive struggle. I believe, if I remember correctly, I think Deland scored on the opening drive, and that was the only touchdown of the game. Uh, Flagler Palm Coast, towards the end of the game, drove all the way down inside like the 15-yard line, mm-hmm. had four straight passes to the end zone, I believe, couldn't connect, so it was a 10-3 game. But I think this this really sets up well to show, I mean, even though they are kind of injured, Flagler Palm Coast, they couldn't score last year. I think this year, this year's team, uh, way more capable of putting points on the board. Right, and we look at DeLand's defense, and we've, we've kind of talked about them throughout the course of the season. They've mostly got their guys back out there. The right. secondary is very tough, so... Uh, you know, that passing game is, I think, going to be the key matchup. You've got the receivers for, for Flagler Palm Coast against the defensive backs of DeLand with Mizell Williams, who's had four interceptions this year, Ben Knox, the South Florida commit, and, of course, Avante Williams, the Oregon commit, and Under Armour All-American. I mean, it's a really deep group. Strength versus strength. I mean, I think Flagler's receiving core is, is arguably the best around here, and I, and I think DeLand's yeah. defensive backs are arguably the best around here. So I think it's it's going to be a, a real matchup that people want to tune in and see. And again, the stakes just could not possibly be higher. The winner gets in. The loser is going to have to win in week eleven, and then hope get some help. Right. Hope that nothing crazy happens behind yeah. them. You got the Bulldogs winning. I've got, I've got. Come on, that was a good one. I've been working on that one. I I had all week to work on. That I was going to say, did you, was did you like scribble that one down in the air? All I was doing, working on my one liners. Who do you have? I don't know. We haven't made our picks yet. Uh, my my first inclination is 
I have been like I feel like I've been riding with the land all year. Like that's the team I've been riding with field, all too. year. I think at the end of the day, I'll probably go with the land. The injuries of Flagler Palm Coast concern me. I think the land's defense might be a little bit better. But oh my God! I mean, you talk about a toss-up. Who do you have? I've got Flagler. Oh, we I don't think, even know that. We just found out right here. Yeah. So Flagler, I picked. I picked twenty to seventeen. I think it's going to be an extremely close game. Yeah. I think this will come down to the very last possession of the night. And Flagler just has to get a, a win of this kind of magnitude. They just haven't been able to do it. If they want to prove that they are right. one of the best teams in this region, if they are a viable contender for the third round of the playoffs, they have to get a win like this. Wow. Ballsy. I like it, though. We're going to disagree. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna i got to make up three games somehow, right? You're right, I, I, but I am. And now I've talked myself into it. I'm going to go with Deland. I haven't made that pick yet on paper, but when I do, it will be D-Land. Mainland and Seabreeze. You're going to be at that game. I'm going to be at the Mainland Seabreeze game. This has been a, uh, the, the county's oldest rivalry, I feel like, for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be at that one. And uh, Mainland coming off a big win over New Smyrna. Seabreeze... I feel like in this game is about as equipped as they have been in a long time to at least remain competitive with Mainland here. Yeah, they've certainly got a few. This one hadn't been close. Yeah, they've got a few guys that they can count on to go out there and, and try to make plays. They just, you know, the big problem with them has been turnovers and uh, especially in the passing game, kind of like we talked about with Deland, and Mainland will make you pay for them. They've sure. made New Smyrna pay for it last week, three interceptions for touchdowns. So if Seabreeze is going to throw the ball up, if they're going to put the ball into dangerous spots, Mainland is going to run away with this game, if you ask me. Otis Walker has been really one of the, the, the surprising guys around here this year. Where I think we kind of touched on him a little bit at the start of the year. Yeah. They were they were very excited about him over at Seabreeze, and he's lived up to the billing last week, 114 yards and five touchdowns against Pine Ridge. He's had a really strong year in line for all-area candidacy as a running back. It's a, Spoiler it's a, alert. It's a, My yeah, God. it's been a little bit of a thin spot, so I, I don't think it really is, it should come as much of a surprise. Um, Mainland, you see, you see them maybe start to hit that stride. We mm-hmm. talked about how difficult that schedule was at the start of the year. Yes, they have three losses. Two of them are to Coco and the number one team in the state in 8A in Sanford Seminole. They lost that game by two. And they played Seminole better than any team in this area by far. I think so. And especially in the second half, they were, if not, I think they were better than them. I think they were at least step for step with with Seminole. So, yes, they have three losses. Yes, the record is is four and three, and and they only have one win over a team with a winning record, with the exception of New Source. They have two wins against teams with a winning record. But I think you've started to see them really kind of get that confidence back, get that swagger. And right now they're they're going to be uh, locked into the four seed if Pontevedra wins against St. Augustine. If St. Augustine loses, they could bump up to the three. Um, the first round opponent could be any number of teams for Mainland if they win this game. It would be their 26th straight playoff appearance. Uh, looks like it'll either be like Pensacola, Booker T, Washington, or um, Lake City, Columbia. Kind of the two teams that stand out right now as the, the likely five and six seeds. Mainland has made it to the playoffs every year that I've been alive. Really? 26. Does that make you feel old? Uh, no, I'm only a, a couple of years older than you. I'll be turning 31 in a couple of weeks. So oh, my God. You're in your that. 30s? I am. Are you an AARP member yet? Speaking of looking old, how does my beard look? You haven't seen it in two weeks. Pretty glorious. It's big. <laughs> Dolphins didn't win last week. Ain't winning this week. I got news for you. So it's going to be here well through. The Bengals are on your schedule, though. You yeah. might want to be uh, the by, by December, this thing is going gonna, gonna to look like Santa. I can't, I can't freaking cut it then. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Mainland Seabreeze game. Uh, Atlantic Palm Bay, I think, is an interesting one. Yeah. Atlantic, oh, my God, you talk about a gut punch that came up just short last week. Made a furious rally there at the end. Just couldn't. 
It was just too big of a deficit to overcome. They need to win this game. A couple other big games in the they have too. to. Yeah. They have to win this game. Like the, the, like Atlantic, we've talked about. You know, we, we feel as though some of these district games have been must wins. This is a have to win and should win. And, and I think they should win. Yeah. yeah, you look at Palm Bay. They've struggled since the first week of the season. They've been in, in some competitive games. You don't want to write them off. I mean, Anthony Valentine, their running back, who's a, who used to be at Melbourne Central Catholic, a very good player, three-star recruit. So you can't necessarily write Palm Bay off in this game. He has six 100-yard rushing games, but there's just not a lot of balance there for Palm Bay. Yeah. Atlantic, you know, I think the urgency is certainly going to be there. They're going to know what's at stake. If they win this game, they're going to feel really good. Four teams in that region are in the playoffs right now. So the losses have not been crippling in the sense of who they are actually losing to. Rockledge is the number one seed in the region. O'Galley's the five. Merritt Island jumped from nine to six just on that win. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game they're certainly going to need, and it'll it'll be a game I think they can get. What else you got? A couple big games on the slate, a couple under-the-radar games. Right. I mean, obviously, the land FPC and Mainland Seabreeze are the two headliners, but there are some low-key important games and one of them i think is trinity christian they're playing orangewood christian out of maitland uh bill gerke who's their head coach is going for his 300th career win he'd be only the fifth head coach in the in the history of high school football in florida to get to 300 he's coached for 37 years uh shared a state title at evans won a state title at edgewater he's done it everywhere and he's and he's built this program in orangewood kind of from the ground up they were an independent just a couple of years ago Right. right now in the way things shake out, this is a first-round playoff preview. Um, Orangewood right now is the four seed in, the, in Region 2-2A. Trinity is the five seed. So these teams could see each other twice in a three-week time span. Right. Another game I think that you want to uh, keep your eye on for me would be Father Lopez trying to respond against Titusville. Oof, yeah. They were just at, they were just flat. I was really surprised the way they you they picked were, them to win. I was really surprised. It's been so hard to predict what to get from Lopez. Mm-hmm. The offense has been up and down throughout the course of the season. They only scored six points in a, in a 25-6 loss yeah. to Space Coast, and I think they only had about 140 yards of offense or so. Uh, they go down to Titusville. It should be a, a kind of a get-right game for them. Titusville's only got one win all year, but they, you know, they, there's no margin for error when, no. it, when it pertains no. to Lopez. Those teams in the 7-8 and eight spots right now in that region, uh, I believe it's MCC, Melbourne Central Catholic, and Trinity Prep. They're not far back of, of both Lopez and Taylor, so neither of those teams can afford a slip up the rest of the way. Yeah, you can't. It's too late in the season. I mean, all all, all your mulligans are done at this point. Yeah, gonna be a fun Friday night. We've got two weeks left. That makes this the ten ultimate week playoffs right around the corner. Do you have a, a word that you like more than no? Penultimate? No, 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 no. I, I circle this. End of it. It's always the week before Halloween every year. Circle and I, and you know what? I think I might call next week the penultimate week before the playoffs. So I think I might just try to ride this as long as I can. I want to be at the Mainland Seabreeze game back in action after doing the roundup last week, which was just terrible. I missed covering the game, so I'm going to be glad to be back out amongst the people. You're going to be at the FPC Deland game. Should be a fun week. A lot on the line. Zach Dean DBNJ on Twitter. Chris Boyle DBNJ on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. InstaFish, Snapchat, whatever. I don't care. Just follow us. It's going to be a fun Friday night. We will see you then.